and Joseph Potter. We are going to be breaking down the 2020 NBA draft. The draft's going to begin in about 26 minutes. The Minnesota Timberwolves will be on the clock. And Oren was on the line. I don't know if he disconnected or what was going on, but we're live already. And Joseph Potter and Oren Sheary should be joining us. Um... I'm not clicking that connection error because if I click on said connection error, it's going to cancel the draft stream, and I am not letting all of my hard work go to waste. That's not happening tonight. We have a fun draft on board for everyone here, and I'm going to check in to see where... So we're here. Chris Ransom, Joseph Potter is joining me. Um, Oren will be on the call shortly. He was on the call for a few seconds. I don't know if there were... Uh... But here's the point. NBA draft is tonight. The Timberwolves are on the clock at 1. I've got Anthony Edwards going to Minnesota at number one. Oren said to just call him through the phone instead of, uh, that works. I can put a word on speakerphone instead of having to. Yeah, that's what I did. He's on the line here. Oren's on the line with us for tonight's NBA draft coverage. Yeah, um, so Oren's on the line. We've got Joey. We've got Oren. We're breaking down the NBA draft. And I think this is going to be a great draft. And I think Anthony Edwards is going to go first. But regardless, Edwards is the better fit. But LaMelo Ball's the guy that the media is hyping up. And it just feels like Minnesota's decided not to trade the pick. They, they went through numerous offers. I've heard from sources that they're not trading number one and that they're going to keep the pick. But they haven't officially decided what they're going to do with it. I'm sure it feels that I'm sure they know what they're going to do. It's just a matter of them making that announcement, which is going to happen any minute now. Yeah. We're all closer to the draft. That's true. Yeah, I can hear you a lot better.
I can hear Orin fine. I'm gonna check on some NBA draft rumors in the meantime. Okay, now I can hear you guys loud and clear. All right. No need to apologize. You're good. Um, Did you love how the window distorts shit? Yep. LaMelo Ball, I don't think he's going to go first. I think it's going to be Anthony Edwards, and I've been saying this for the longest time, because if you're the Timberwolves, Edwards isn't just the best fit. With the Clay Thompson injury to the Golden State, now you actually have to consider if you want Edwards, you actually risk losing him to Golden State if you don't take him. So I think that's why Edwards is going to be the pick. There's multiple variables in this now because Clay Thompson, he injured his left ACL last year. This time it's a right leg injury, and everyone's praying for him to recover from this as soon as possible. They're hoping it's nothing. Um, Do you like it? Does, he, does Clay Thompson fit better on the Timberwolves than the Golden State, or should, he stay, should they never have made that trade? Well, I think he fits better on Golden State because they got Andrew Wiggins, to pair with Clay Thompson, to pair with Steph Curry, I just think it's unfortunate that Clay Thompson got injured. That's really what this is going to come down to. And I've heard rumors, uh, Chicago, they were rumored to be trading Wendell Carter in number four to Golden State for number two. They wanted Wiseman. But I think Golden State wanted a 2021 first from Chicago, too. And the Bulls were like, nah, that's too much. Juice isn't worth the squeeze. And the negotiations ended there. I, and the Celtics even offered the Warriors Marcus Smart for number two, and the Warriors turned that down. So I don't know if they're going to get another offer as good as the one the Celtics gave them with Marcus uh, Smart and the three first-round picks. So at the end of the day, at least top three, four picks, who do you think will make the most impact with their team? I think James Wiseman, if he goes to Golden State at two. But we don't know who's going to be, who the official picks are going to be until eight. But I think Wiseman's the best player in this draft. i felt that way since April, and Edwards is my number two player in this draft. But Edwards and um, Edwards and Wiseman are the top two, obviously, and for obvious reasons. I have the guy from USC listed as a power forward, but I know some mock drafts have li him listed as a center. And he can defend, even though he's like 6'9", 245, he can defend 6'11", centers, effectively. And that's the kind of skill set Okongwu has. He might only be six foot nine, but he can guard a seven foot center. And that's kind of what Dennis Rodman had. He could guard Shaq despite his size.
Yeah, and I think if anybody moves up with Golden State, it might be the Pistons. The Pistons now own 7 and 16 in this draft. And with those two picks, they have the capital to move up. I think they have the capital to move up. And the Knicks have 8 and 23. So the Knicks and Pistons both are, I think they're both trying to move up as high as they can. And the same could be said with the Celtics, who have 14, 26, and 30. So all three of those teams are actively trying to move up from where they're at. But is the traction going to die down if they can't get one of those big three players, whether it be an Anthony Edwards, whether it be a James Wiseman, whether it be a LaMelo Ball? If all three of those players go one, two, three, I think that traction to move up in the draft sort of dies down a little bit. Thoughts on that, Orrin and Joey, before I... um break down some more picks in my mock before we get started. Pistons, Knicks, and um, the Celtics. The Pistons have picks 7 and 16. The Knicks have picks 8 and 23. And the Celtics have 14, 26, and 30. So if LaMelo Ball, Wiseman, and Anthony Edwards are all gone in the top three, I think the traction to trade up is going to die down a little bit. Let Orrin speak. Go ahead, Oren. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, if they get past the, the, the teams that have uh, extra picks, it's just an obvious thing that it's very, very hard to trade. And I think it's just going to, we'll see how it flows. Um, sometimes you see a lot of trades, sometimes you don't. But you already are seeing kind of trades in the back end of the draft the last couple of days and today. So I think it's going to be really aggressive to see what happens. Because, hey, you know, even if you're on the Timberwolves, you know, if you get that thing that you think is going to make your team better right away, you might as well just go for that trade. And that's what basketball is all about. Definitely. And the Timberwolves, I don't think they're going to trade the pick. They they did talk to Charlotte about moving down to three and talks between them. Those two teams died down. I think Minnesota's guaranteed to stay at number one. The question is, what's Golden State going to do at number two? Because I don't think Golden State is a lock to keep that number two pick. I think if they get the right offer, they will move down. Because they even openly said they'd prefer to deal it than pick it two. They, their, their organization said they'd prefer to deal it than pick it two. But if they're stuck at two, I think they'll take Wiseman if they're stuck at two. But otherwise, they're going to try to deal the pick for a player that can help them win now. Because they said openly on Twitter today that that's what they'd prefer to do. Which is what Minnesota said, but what they, they're asking price for the number one pick, I think they realize their asking price is too high, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna find someone who wants to give up like two or three first round picks to get number one. So they're probably just gonna keep the pick. And 
points in the U.S. It's very hard to trade for that first round, first pick overall. Very, very difficult. And if it does happen, barely it does. But, I mean, so I just feel that, you know, when you were talking about, you know, whether people are going to make trades like three, four, five, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Those numbers, you know, once it gets past the Warriors, uh, we'll see what happens because a lot of different uh, teams can try to get you that third, fourth, or fifth pick. And the rumors are the Pistons, the Knicks, and the Celtics all want to move up in this draft. And they're willing to give up all their first-round picks to move into that top seven, which Joey and I talked about last night as the, those picks. I have Wiseman of the Warriors at two, the uh, Hornets taking LaMelo Ball at three, Denny Abdij going to um, the um, Chicago Bulls at four, Obi Toppin going to the Cavs at five, Okongya Okunwe going to the um, number six to the Atlanta Hawks, and then I have Killian Hayes going to the Pistons at seven, and Tyree Hall Tyrese Halliburton to the Knicks at eight. And I think after Killian Hayes, that's when the drop-off in talent it takes place in this draft, but I, I, I know a Knicks fan wants Tyrese Halliburton at eight. They're happy I mocked him there. Rob Ryko, who's uh, in the SSAW group on Facebook, he was happy about uh, that pick, the Halliburton pick, the Knicks. I know we talked about Halliburton, his issues with ISO defense on Saturday's podcast. So while I like Halliburton and thinks he's a top 10 player, I think there is a drop-off between Killian Hayes and him between picks seven and eight, and it's a pretty significant drop-off. But we'll see what happens. Maybe Halliburton comes out and the NBA succeeds, proves me wrong, proves his critics wrong, and has a productive career. So we'll see what happens in tonight's draft. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's gonna, no matter what, it's going to be an exciting draft. And uh, I hope there's uh, fans in which are listening to uh, the, whole, the whole thing, our, our entire podcast, and doing our podcast as well while the draft is because we have the podcast live on TalkShoe or live on Anchor. It did f freeze on Anchor, but we did get the audio for like the first six minutes. So everything you were saying. So don't have to worry about losing the audio. So it did stop recording, but we got the audio for that. So no audio lost. Thank you. Yeah, if the MLS draft actually does come to L.A. and they do allow media, I will be going to L.A. this January. I'm not saying they are or aren't. I, that may have been a twit. That ad may have been like a joke or a gimmick, but it said MLS draft presented by Staples. I think it would be a virtual draft presented by Staples. I don't think they're actually going to hold a draft in the Staples Center because all the drafts have been virtual in 2020. Even the January MLS draft before um, COVID-19, but I want to stick with the NBA because there's just so many prospects in this class and I'm really excited to see what happens in these top seven picks. moves very quickly and Minnesota went 19 and 45 last year 14th in the Western Conference they finished ahead of Golden State but they still got the number one pick despite having a better regular season record than Golden State 
And there's a lot of international players in this draft. Denny Abdija and Killian Hayes are really the two main ones that stand out. My number three international player is Theo Maldon from New the New Zealand Breakers. Or Theo Maldon's from France. He's not on the New Zealand Breakers. He's on France. He's on LDLC. He's the guy that Tony Parker, he's the point guard on Tony Parker's team. But yeah, there's a lot of prospects in this NBA draft. And it's really going to be exciting to see where these guys end up. And they still have some of the, the draft order. They're going to announce these trades. Like the Lakers have pick 28, but they traded it to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. So when pick 28 is up, Adam Silver will come to the podium. He'll say, we have a trade to announce. And whoever gets picked at 28, the Lakers will be picking for the Thunder at 28. So the Thunder's first round pick is going to get a Lakers hat. Even though it's going to be... Even though he's playing for the Thunder, he's going to get a Lakers hat. That's what they did in last year's NBA draft. That, that's how they do it, Oren. I know it's crazy. That reminds me of that uh, Mr. Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, the guy who... Uh, never mind, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Mr. Payton. Alfred Payton? Eli Payton. Eli Payton, yeah. Uh, he, 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 when he, uh... Eli, he had the trade from the Chargers to the Giants. Eli Manning. Eli yeah. Manning. Yeah. Not Payton. Eli. Uh, Eli Manning, he got traded to the Chargers, and he, he didn't even want to put it on, on, on the hat before he got to New York. He, he, he wore the Charger hat, I think, when he was drafted, but he wanted to go to the Giants, and then they traded him. Right, right, right. That to the Giants, and he was wearing the Charger hat. Yeah, and his face looked absolutely miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally remember that one. Yeah. That's what the NBA draft is like. You'll see a team trade a pick. So the Portland a team if when Portland's picking, they'll be picking for the Detroit Pistons. That's funny. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Well, actually, uh it says it's for a future draft pick. It doesn't say for the 2021 draft pick. But that last uh, trade, the Trevor Reza trade, I think. I thought it was a 2020 pick because it said pick 16 when Waj reported it earlier. I don't know if there was a typo between that or not. We'll find out if there was. I'll correct it as the draft's ongoing. I mean, you said there's three international players, really, basically European uh, players. Yeah, there's three in my top 12. And do you feel that these guys are going to be more prominent than some of the ones that are in the league right now? Well, Luka Doncic went third overall, and the Luka Doncic video was the most viewed film cut we had during the 2018 NBA draft. And he's been the most successful player in that draft class, even though we mocked DeAndre Ayton at one and Marvin Bagley at two and had the most accurate mock that year. Eight, Luka Doncic has been the player who stood out in that draft class because he took the Mavericks to the playoffs this year. Porzingis is injured, and he's able to win two games against the Clippers. And he carried that team. He was the leader of that Mavericks team. And they need to get more pieces around their young point guard from international play because he has a chance to be great. And what he can do with a Seth Curry, a healthy Porzingis, it's really scary. They still need a small forward. They still need a center. But I don't think the Mavericks want to draft anyone at those positions in this draft. There's talks they might trade Danilo Gallinari 
to the uh, Pit Thunder for no, number 18. And Gallinari, who averaged a ten, over 10 points per game or 8.7 points, would take over that small forward role. I don't know exactly how that trade would unfold, but it would definitely be interesting, to say the least. I'm going to go get like a drink, like a soda or ginger ale. I'll still be on the call, guys. I'll still be on the call. I'm just getting my uh, drink before the draft starts now. That way I'm... Well, you take a break, I'll... I'm not taking a break. I just went to my fridge to get a soda before the draft starts, all right? No problem, no problem. You get your soda? I don't have any alcoholic beverages. Uh, oh, and they have a safe. The ESPN is a safe with all the NBA draft hats. Extra large Modelo Negra. I am gonna drink it. Yeah. Have another. I have some orange juice in my fridge too. I have some orange juice. I also have that pizza in the fridge. The the pizza that you commented on on my Facebook timeline, that's in the fridge too with the orange juice. See? It's like I get a soda and we're changing the topic from the draft to food items. It's all good. We're having fun today. Yeah, we are. Hey, you're, you're not drunk enough. Come on, Chris. Get drunk, Have some corn on the that actually does sound good, corn on the cob. <laughs> but Waj, I don't know what news Waj is breaking. The draft begins in four minutes. Um, I don't know what he's... I, I, will, I, will ask, I, I guess I mute... Oh, no, I didn't lose my remote. I just muted the TV because we were on the podcast. But. Well, how, how about this? I can just go through my mock draft through the code and pick, figure out which player ends up going number one. I'm pretty certain it's going to be Anthony Edwards, but if it's a LaMelo ball, I'll type a grade up because D'Angelo Russell already came out and said he's open to moving to shooting guard if he has to, but they have Malik Beasley who averaged 20 points a game in 14 games. They have D'Angelo Russell who also averaged 20 points a game. They have Carl Anthony Towns who averaged 23.2 points per game. They have a good core. But I think Anthony Edwards could be an upgrade over Malik Beasley, and that's really why I think he's going to be the player they end up taking. But we'll see. In three minutes, the Minnesota Timberwolves will be on the clock, and Adam Silver will make the announcement saying that Minnesota is on the clock. So, and... No, but we've had the most accurate NBA mock three years in a row, and we were second in 2016 nationally. So, I mean, maybe my mock draft will make NBA executives drink. Who knows? I can't predict that. And I would take that as a compliment. I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, you say, you know, you say all these goodies and that, that, before we get on, I had a little argument. Maybe I don't know much about it. But you know that uh, you were saying like that Denny, the guy, your top international guy, I got in a big argument. The guy says, this guy is going to go number one. 
That's good. I, I mean, if he falls in the draft, someone's going to trade up for him. He's not going to fall to 12. If he falls out of the top five, which I doubt he will because I know the Bulls have had interest in Denny Abdish if LaMelo Ball and uh, Anthony Ords are gone and the Wiseman's gone. The Cavs have had a lot of interest in him, just listening to what Joey reported on 92.3 The Fan. So if Denny Abjeev makes it past the Cavs and the Bulls at 4-5, and five, someone's going to trade up for him. At that point, I think the Celtics or the Pistons or the Knicks would offer something huge to move up one spot with Atlanta to get that player. Because I think the value would be too good at that point. You want to talk about that 22nd pick or something you've got up at, from Colorado? I know it's kind of later on the draft, but I like to get... I mocked him to Milwaukee. I had him the Heat initially, but then I mocked him to Milwaukee. Tyler Bay. I have him going to the Bucks. He's going to be a backup to Chris Middleton and Giannis, but they could groom him to replace Giannis if Giannis leaves, and that was pretty much the thought process for that pick. And Tyler Bay out of Colorado, I felt like that was a good pick and a good spot to project him to. <coughs> This is cute. Coors Light is doing an ad. Coors Light is posting an advertisement. They're basically trying to uh, get me to drink their beer before uh, the draft. Well, that's the whole idea, right? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be refreshing and delicious, but so light that I can't even have it. Yep. If I'm going to have a beer, I want the feel to taste. <laughs> yeah, and... They're, they're, they're promoting an ad for um, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and they're promoting an ad for Wisconsin Northwestern, who are both unbeaten in the Big Ten so far. And Indiana plays Ohio State on Saturday, too, so there's going to be multiple college football games in the Big Ten with huge stakes on the line. Games that may ultimately decide who goes to the Big Ten championship, because Wisconsin Northwestern are in the same conference in the Big Ten, and Ohio State and West Indiana are in the same conference in the Big Ten. So I'm just... Pointing that out briefly before we start the NBA draft. And they're showing a singer here on ESPN. I'm not sure who the singer is. But they do this. They do this to entertain the audience, to entertain their fans. I, it's cool. I have the TV on mute, though, so I'm yeah, just well, waiting. They, want, they need to make their money off the top. They do. Okay, I guess I prepped my dinner, but I mean, maybe it. But uh, I'll wait. I'll get started on the draft here, and then I'll come back. Because it's eight, we don't really have uh, the Adam Silver. Because I remember in previous drafts, it was like eight oh seven, and then Adam Silver stepped to the podium, and they spent like a few minutes breaking down the entertainment value and the shock value and all this other value of the picks, the number one pick, and try to tease fans. And we'll see what happens here. The twenty twenty draft is going to be underway shortly. And I'm really excited to see how this draft shakes up. Because I've covered every...
Yes, that I think that was Joey doing that on purpose because there was a Coors Light commercial. Uh, of course, I was doing it on purpose. You mentioned Coors beer. Yeah, I mentioned a Coors Light commercial on ESPN, and then Joey plays that clip. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about that briefly. It's going to be a great game on Saturday. I think um, I'm going to take Wisconsin to win, but that's going to be a great matchup between both Big Ten schools. And the winner of that will be in position to lead one Big Ten conference. The Ohio State and Indiana winner will be in position to lead the other Big Ten conference. And now Adam Silver is stepping to the podium. So this virtual draft for the NBA that they put months in to prepare is going to be officially underway soon. Oh, you're talking about this woman, Judith Hill? No, Adam Silver's on the podium, the commissioner of the NBA. Oh, you're Adam Silver can kiss my ass. <laughs> you sound like Hank Hill on King of the Hill. If Adam Silver steps into Texas, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't even fast to shit, I'm behind. That's All right. I'm probably behind like a minute. All right, so then I'm not going to say anything then if you're behind David by a minute. David Stern was such a far David Stern was commissioner for like 40 years. Not 40 years. He was commissioner for like 23 or 25. Yeah, he, he, he took the reins in like 1981 or something like that. Yeah, and he was commissioner until the end of the 2014 season. They had like a magazine. When I was in Slippery Rock in sports entertainment, that we had a David Stern sports uh, magazine for our class that we got as a free item, and Stern retired later that year after my semester at Slippery Rock. But yeah, for our sports and entertainment class, we got a magazine with David Stern on the cover about all the new uh, rules the NBA was trying to pass. And then, uh, and then later in that semester, Adam Silver took over as commissioner and banned Donald Sterling from the NBA. Because I remember it was April... It was like late April, Adam Silver took over later in that semester, right as Stern retired. And I remember in my class at Slippery Rock, the whole Donald Sterling incident with the Clippers, and the rest is history. He, he got banned from the NBA. And the Timberwolves are officially on the clock. Not going to reveal who they take because Orrin may be a minute behind. The question, which route are they going to go? Are they going to go the college route or the international route? They went the high school route in 1995 when they took Kevin Garnett. <laughs> too many high schools are going to get picked in this draft. They could go the high school route next year in 2021 with uh, players going from high school to the NBA G League, but they can't go that route this year, unfortunately. Um, they got Carl Anthony Towns out of Kentucky. They got D'Angelo Russell in that. Uh, well, Lakers drafted D'Angelo Russell, and they traded him to the Warriors, and then the Warriors traded him to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. So they, so the Timberwolves have the number one and the number two pick from the 2015 NBA draft on their roster. 
which is actually kind of cool. And now they're about to get the number one pick in this draft and use it to pair with the number one and number two picks from the 2015 NBA draft. So, so let's, let's just put things in perspective. People are saying that they're going to kind of close with the draft. The last time the Timberwolves did anything cool with the draft was when they drafted Kevin Garnett. That was the last great player they drafted. They drafted Towns number one overall in 2015. They drafted Towns. He's averaging 23 points per game, and he's averaging 10 rebounds, and he's defending well. No, because they're at the 212 mark. Um, okay, they have not got their pick yet. Um, says Timberwolves remain on the phones discussing possible trade scenarios for number one overall pick. Yeah, and that's what Waj tweeted seven minutes ago. And their thought process is to take this right down to the wire. To actually draw this thing out as long as possible. Yeah, and they do have some key players. Russell and Beasley both averaged 20 points a game, but they only played 14 games. And Russell and Towns only played one game together all season. So a lot of this, a lot of Minnesota's losing record is due to their injuries. They have Culver, who is on the Texas Tech team that made the championship against Virginia. Josh Okogie. They have some players that they got in the top 20 of the NBA draft, but outside of Towns, they haven't really hit on anybody as far as first-round draft pick, as far as capital. And you really need to hit on this pick if you're going to contend. Like you said earlier, I mean, I would take, if I were them in their shoes, I would, if, if Celtics want to trade with them, I would take the trade and get the two picks. Yeah, the Golden State Celtics offered Marcus Smart three picks to the Warriors, and they turned that down. And they're thinking they'll get a better deal than that. And it's like, maybe they will, but the odds are they probably won't. And Minnesota's got 30 seconds to make their pick. And no, tr I don't think they're going to trade the pick. Um, we'll see what happens. I love how they've made they've turned the draft clock into a shot clock violation because it's got 9.3 seconds, 9.1 seconds. The NFL draft doesn't do that when they're down like the freaking wire with their picks. And time is up, but we don't get a buzzer indicating that time is up, and we don't have a pick is in card yet, so 
this is really this is really going to be interesting to see what they end up doing here, Minnesota Timberwolves. Now the pick is in, and should get an announcement any minute. Anthony Edwards should be the pick. Anthony Edwards should be the pick. I'm, I had him. I mocked him number one overall to Minnesota. So I could, if he is the pick, I could just copy and paste my write up to our uh, NBA draft results page, and then just go from there. And then we'll be. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's the pick. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I wonder how Bobby Boucher's skills would translate to basketball. Yep. So, Adam Silver. Anthony Edwards with the number one pick overall. So now I can just copy my entire write-up for uh, what I had for Anthony Edwards going number one to Minnesota and paste that to the draft results page, and yeah. I don't know if I, any any players in this draft warrant an A-plus grade. This is definitely the correct pick for Minnesota to make, but I'm not sure if any players in this draft warrant an A-plus grade. Like, I was very subjective about my grading when I was in the MLS draft as well because I felt like a lot of the players in that draft were reaches at number one, but there were a lot of talented players. And it's hard to say if this draft is similar to that draft in that perspective because Anthony Edwards, definitely the best fit for Minnesota. I, I think he's the best overall fit for Minnesota, so we'll see. He led freshman with 19.1 points per game last year. SEC Freshman of the Year, I mean, he played under Creed. Tom Creo, who coached Dwayne Wade at Marquette. He coached Victor Oladipo at Indiana. So I think the fit definitely is a good fit. So this pick definitely is a great pick for um, Minnesota. And they opened this draft up on a high note. So we'll see what happens. One for one so far. Yeah, and I'm really, I want to, what about fictional NBA characters? I know you're mentioning Bobby Boucher, and that's from the Jeremiah segment where he mentioned fictional NFL draft players in a draft, or fictional college players from movies in an NFL draft. And it was a great segment, but fictional NBA players, what fictional NBA players... And the Warriors are trading this pick to PETA for Air Bud. I have just gotten reports that the Golden State Warriors are trading the number two pick in this draft to PETA for Air Bud. What? That was a joke. Well, hopefully Air Bud just ripped out their intestines and eats them for lunch. Because 
Air Bud's a dog. There was a movie about Air Bud. He was a basketball dog and a football dog. Hey, can I, can I ask you something? Can I, 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 can Anthony Edwards being excited. He's in a home with more than 20 people there. Hello, you're supposed to be with less than 10 people in your household. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a mask. Hello? What the F is that, dude? <laughs> I don't know. He said he liked football more than basketball in his interview, and I don't know why he's doing these things. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, Michael Jordan could be considered a fictional character because he was in Space Jam, but he's also a real person, too. So I'm trying to figure out if we're going to see uh, Warner Brothers recruit some Looney Tunes to Golden State. <laughs> Or are we going to see PETA trade Airbud to Golden State? Are we going to see the Looney Tunes get traded Michael to Golden Jordan State? Got himself into enough trouble. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Pick, look, Pick his in. Michael Jordan got himself suspended from gambling. Hey, man. Hey, Actually, Uncle Drew in that movie. Or White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump was a freaking awesome classic, okay? Uh, the, in my opinion, other than Demolition Man, that was Westlake Knight's best work ever. Oh, what's that movie okay. with Bow Wow? Calvin Like Mike? Yes, yes.
Yeah, I've already got the report. A lot of people don't realize why they can't jump was not big screen thing. It was done by Kerr. Kerr put a lot of money into that. And you want to get that number two pick? Number two pick is going to be James Wiseman, apparently. That's what Waj tweeted a few minutes ago, but they haven't announced the selection yet. And I already posted the... Since I mocked Wiseman to the Warriors at two, I already typed the write-up and the grade on Draft Utopia. It doesn't say right here. says uh, uh, um, the, the Warriors are taking James Wiseman with the number two pick. Yep. I already got that up on the site. I already got the grade up, so... We're not interrupting. The Warriors are interrupting with their decision to take James Wiseman on Memphis at two. Well, you tell that Warriors general manager he's being extremely rude. Okay, Charlotte is on the clock. The Hornets are on the clock. We're probably going to take LaMelo Ball. Yeah, I've already got a LaMelo Ball uh, right up typed if he ends up being the third pick because I mocked LaMelo Ball third overall to Charlotte. So if that's the player the Hornets end up taking, because I've had Wiseman in Golden State since April. Yeah, he played against um, one of the number... He played against the New Zealand Breakers point guard in this in a one-on-one game earlier this year. Not a one-on-one game, but uh, New Zealand's point guard played him one-on-one in the uh, New Zealand Breakers versus Illawarra Hawks game. New Zealand won that game, and their point guard ended up getting the better of LaMelo Ball, like picking him apart defensively in that game. So... Six
Yeah, I'm going to click on this Waj ESPN Twitter handle. That way, uh, if uh, Waj... Yeah, it's not a big deal. I don't need to um, leave the pick. It'd be cool to get the information on the pick in advance, but it's not a big deal. Um, Charlotte, though, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. I think LaMelo Ball is going to be the pick, but I don't really know for certain yet. The pick is in. Charlotte is about to make their pick. Mitch Kupchak, the former Lakers GM, is the general manager of this Hornets team. Michael Jordan is the owner of this team. You got any thoughts on the Michael Jordan-Mitch Kupchak combination? It's quite a lethal combination, in my opinion, but they they got to do something with this pick at three here. Well, it's a very interesting combination, I must say. Uh, I don't, you know, it's like they were friends from the 80s or something. And uh, so we'll see how it, it transpires, but it is it an odd combination? Actually, a good one, though. Yeah. Like you said. Yep. I've got news on who the Charlotte Hornets are going to take at number three. <laughs> that's not who they're going to take at number three, but that's who they should take at number three. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> and, 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 and Michael I'll give this an A grade rather than an A plus grade because I don't think, even though I correctly mocked Lamelo Ball here, I don't think Lamelo Ball is as talented as Anthony Edwards or um, Wiseman. I think he's significantly, and this will probably be my only A grade at this point in terms of value, and maybe an A or A minus grade if we get a few more picks correct. But I just think the value on some of these picks. This draft is not as strong as uh, 2021 or 2019 in terms of star power, so I can't really sit here and give an A-plus grade after James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards, even though I do like this fit, even though this is the best player for Charlotte to draft. It's a good pick. I just think the talent of this draft class, you can argue it doesn't warrant. They're outside of Edwards and Wiseman, there really isn't a player that warrants an A-plus grade, and that's kind of sad. I like ball here, I'd give it an A grade. That's the highest I can go. You really can't mark a franchise for uh, one of the NBA teams. Well, I grade the players. Regardless of whether I'm right or wrong about the grades, I grade the picks for fun. So. No, but I'm saying you can't grade them down for taking the best available. Yeah, you can't knock them for taking the best available. You're right on that. So I gave them an A grade because I feel like there really isn't an A-plus value in this draft after Wiseman and Edwards. So I gave them an A grade. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not knocking the pick at all. Or I'm just saying I don't think there's an A-plus caliber prospect after this, but Ball's the best player on the board, so you can't really knock the pick. That's all I'm saying. 
So LaMelo Ball, third. So far, I'm three for three in my mock, but there's a lot of mocks that had this top three, so anything could still happen. Chicago is up at four. I'm thinking Denny Aptesia is going to be the pick here, but... Oof. You knew those players were going to go where they did. Yeah, and LeVar Ball was on the 1995 Carolina Panthers team. LeVar Ball was in the 1995 Carolina Panthers team. LeVar Ball, yeah. So the Bulls are not going to take Denny Avdija at four. That's what, um, that's what, yeah, they're saying, uh, because somebody tweeted, Chris Fedor tweeted, well, I did not expect Denny Avdija to be on the board for the Cavs at five. This will be interesting. So that means the Bulls passed on him if that's true. Patrick Williams, who averaged less than 10 points a game at Florida State, the power forward, he was a sixth man at Florida State. He was a backup. So the Bulls take a backup power forward at number four. Wow. Yeah, this is probably going to get an F grade because I had this guy go in the Brooklyn Nets at 19. And they took him at four. He's not even the best prospect on his own team. That honor belongs to Devin Vassell.
Well, he was number 19 on my big board. I don't think that's... You don't take the 19th best player at four. They took the 19th best player at four. On my rankings, anyway. Yeah, at four. ESPN had him seventh, but he wasn't even the best player on his own team. He was a backup. Yeah. He only averaged 9.2 points per game, but he showed strong leadership traits, terrific passing, defense, and court vision to compensate for having under 10 points per game. And he was a. And he's a backup on his own team. He wasn't even a starter. He was a backup on Florida State's basketball team. I gave the Bulls an F grade. But to be nope. fair, ESPN had him 7th overall, so Orton would probably give it a C- or a D grade, because it is a reach, but you could argue if ESPN had him 7th overall, that it's not a massive reach, but I had him at 19th in my mock draft because he was a backup on Florida State, and I did research on him, and I just felt like he was a bust. But you know what? The Bulls like him, so who am I to judge their decision here? But I am giving the Bulls an F grade. Yeah, but they passed on Denny Abdija. They passed on Obi Toppin, the James Naismith Award winner. They passed on Killian Hayes. They passed on Tyree Halbert. They passed on Okunwe, the USC player. There were so many good players the Bulls passed on to take a backup power forward. That's really why this pick gets an F grade for me. Isaac Okoro out of Auburn is going to be the fifth pick. And that's a guy I actually mocked to Cleveland at number five in my August mock draft. Yeah, 
It's a is it a reach? Yeah. Is it a terrible pick? No. I'd I'd say this is a B or a C grade pick because Okoro averaged twelve point nine points per game, shot over fifty one percent from field goal percentage had, but he only had a sixty seven point two free throw percentage and a twenty nine percent three point percentage. It, and he scored a minimum of seven points in every game he played. And he was a player that I actually mocked the Cavs in my August mock. So I'm not sure what grade I should give Isaac Okoro, because I did have him at number nine on my big board. And I did mock him to Cleveland at five in my last uh, August NBA mock draft. So I'm debating whether to give that a B or a C grade. It's a better pick than Patrick Williams, I'll say that much. He's a bad defender, but he's a great a scorer. He's a consistent scorer, yeah. but he's an awful defender. Yeah. Okay. You made half your shots. Congratulations. How many shots did you take? You took a total of 4.5 to 8.7 shots a game. Yeah, this is years here, so I'm sitting here, I'm trying to yeah, and I had Okoro to the Cavs in my August mock draft, so I can just copy and paste the Okoro write-up from my August mock up to, um... I'm going to give this a B grade because I think it's a solid pick, but it's not a spectacular pick. But you could argue it's a C-minus grade. You could argue it's anywhere from a... a I'm going to give this a C-plus grade, because I'm thinking this this pick deserves anything from a B-grade to a C-minus grade, and the average from B to C-minus is C-plus.
go. A lot of these teams have had opportunities to upgrade their roster through the draft tonight, and so far I'd say Minnesota and Golden State are the only two teams that have capitalized. I mean, the Hornets got LaMelo Ball, I gave that an A grade, but he's a notch below Edwards and Wiseman for me, and then I gave an F grade to the Bulls, and I gave the Cavs a C-plus grade. Joey gave Okoro a C grade. And here we are, here at number six. Atlanta's going to have their pick of the litter between Denny Abdij, um, Onyenka Okongwu, and Killian Hayes. They're going to have their pick of the litter here, and you still have Detroit, you still have the Knicks, you still have the Celtics on the clock. You have to think a trade's going to happen here because the Hawks want a player, and I think the value for one of these top five picks that fell to number six I think the value for this pick now increases significantly because there are players here that were not supposed to be here and they are. And he went to the same high school as LaMelo Ball. Not only did he go to the same high school as LaMelo Ball, he actually interviewed in the process better than LaMelo Ball. He actually got better interviews with teams. He was on that Chino Hill State Championship team with LaMelo Ball and Lonzo Ball and LiAngelo Ball. It was a 2016 Chino Hills team that won state. The only thing he needs to work on is his three-point shooting. He does everything else well on tape. Defending, passing... Well, Atlanta's got guys like Try Young, Kevin Herter. They don't need him to be the three-point shooter because they have those guys. They have Young, they have Herter... They drafted DeAndre Hunter last year's draft. Detroit is selecting Killian Hayes with the number seven pick. Woohoo! That means I that means I have the most accurate mock at the moment. ESPN had um they had Patrick Williams going to the Pistons. I mock Killian Hayes to the Pistons. That means my mock has more picks correct than ESPN's at the moment, if that holds true. Larry Bird, who is my all-time favorite. 
Yeah, and I've gave I gave I've given two A plus grades at one and two. I gave three A grades at three, six, and seven. Pistons going Killian Hayes, another pick we had in our mock draft. That's five of the top seven we got. I think the Williams pick, nobody had the Williams to Chicago at four. That was a huge curveball that threw everyone off. And if I had kept Okoro to Cleveland if I had kept Okoro to Cleveland, I would have had six of the first seven. But on it's not a big deal. We, this, this draft's been fun to watch so far. And you got Obi Top in the James Naismith Award winner still there at number eight. You have Denny Avdija still there at number eight. I'm a little bit surprised that Avdija's still there. Killian Hayes. The Knicks need a point guard, though. I think they're taking Tyrese Halliburton at eight. But uh, this is going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen with Obi Top and with Avdija. Either one of these players can fall in the draft, so I'm definitely curious to see what's going to happen here. Yeah, stuff is definitely going to happen. It's 8:47. We've gone. We've already broke down the top seven picks. I'm going to find out what the New York Knicks are doing at eight. Um. Because the Knicks are finally on the clock here. Um, they were trying to... Um, Cavs have discussed... like all they're, all they're reporting on the Knicks is... Okay, all I'm waiting for... Oh, Stephen A. Smith put an I in for... All I'm waiting for is to see what my Knicks are going to do with this damn 8 pick. I'm waiting, damn it. I'm waiting. Might even let me, send a video. Let me, give you, let me give you a statistic here. Found out about here. NBA drafts. The first five picks were all born in 2001. That's Anthony Edwards, Jane Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, oh, yep. Patrick Williams. Nick's pick Isaac has been Ocaro. leaked. Nick's pick has been leaked. It's Obi Toppin, who we uh, had at number five on our big board. So the Knicks take Obi Toppin, the James Naismith Award winner, at number eight. Hasn't been officially announced yet, but the pick has already been leaked on Twitter, and multiple sources are saying that Obi Toppin will be the pick for the New York Knicks at number eight. Thoughts on that pick? Obi Toppin, the New York Knicks at number eight. Well, that's a good pick. I mean, they needed to fill that hole there. And uh, like you were stating, I mean, they did get the best pick overall right now, I guess, at the time. Um... I'm going to give this an A-minus grade only because they passed on a point guard and they passed on Denny. I don't need to give it an A-minus. You can argue it's an A-grade caliber pick. It's a good pick, but at the same time, it's like... I felt like if they had gone point guard or Denny Avdija, that would have been a better pick. But overall, I can't really fault the de this pick too much. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah, and OB Toppin, I've already got the write-up, the grade for that pick type up. Yeah, and ESPN's putting Devin Vassell on the uh, camera, but OB Toppin, apparently, unless that pick, Sports Landing leaked OB Toppin, and I've seen three people on Twitter leak the OB Toppin pick, so I don't think that's going to be... OB Toppin's probably going to be a Nick problem. Because if three people on Twitter are already saying Obi Toppin is going to be a Nick, that is, uh, yep, and now Waj is, um, Waj tweeted uh, Obi Toppin. I think that'll, um, I think that's pretty much, that pretty much confirms it. Yep. Bro Bible, um, confirmed Obi Toppin. Jake Brown Radio, Obi Toppin. So yeah, Obi Toppin. Five sources have leaked have leaked the Obi Toppin pick. Who's on the board at what, number nine? The Washington Wizards. I'm gonna look up what they're doing. See what's happening here because few had Denny Avdija available at nine. It appears he could make it past the Knicks. He's been high on Wizard board per sources according to Waj. So. Legion Hoops has just reported that Denny Avdija is expected to be the ninth pick in the draft. So the Wizards get Denny Avdija at number nine. Well, you see, like, you know, like we said, I mean, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan has not been a part of the Wizards organization in almost 15 years. But at the same time, every time you say, Wizards make a pick, I just get this picture of Michael Jordan with the Yeah, and this is very interesting with uh, the Wizards getting Obi Toppin at number nine. He was the number four player on my big board, and to get a player that skilled at number nine, that's incredible value. I almost feel like this pick, in a sense, deserves the third A-plus grade simply due to how far he fell, but I think you're getting an A-grade value. I don't, a player that's good but not great does not deserve an A-plus grade. And you said he does everything well but he's not great at anything so if that's the case the highest grade i think you could give him is an a grade because an a plus player has to do everything well and i know that seems like a subjective take but that's the reality of the situation not just do everything well but do everything great because joe burrow did everything great he was an a plus grade Not going to elevate other 
Yeah, and I've, I've only handed out two A-plus grades at picks one and two, but I've handed out... I think I've handed out six A grades between picks uh, three and nine. I've handed out six, and I handed out an F grade to the Bulls at four, and I handed out a C-plus grade to the Cavs at five. And I've handed out four A grades from picks six to nine. Because they let they passed on both Obi Toppin and Denny Avdija, the Cavs, and they both fell to eight and nine. And it's amazing that the Knicks and Wizards were able to reap the benefits of the Cavs picks here. And I like Gokoro. I think he's an upgrade over Osman, but I think he's I I like Toppin and uh, Avdija better as prospects on film from what I see. So we'll see what happens. Um, Everyone in the top seven on my draft board is gone. The number one player on my big board is Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. But I mock Hero Lewis Jr. out of Alabama to the Suns at 10. And both point guards are available. I'd say Kira Lewis Jr. is a better defender, but I'd say the more complete point guard at this point in terms of offensive ability is Tyrese Halliburton. And they, they're going to get one of these guys to mold behind Chris Paul. So... They don't have to insert this guy into the starting lineup right away. That's true. Very true. And nobody's, um, the Suns have not made their pick yet. They have not announced the pick yet. There's no leaks. I think people have caught on to the fact that certain people in the media are leaking the pick, so they're not saying anything with the Suns at 10 since most of the marquee players are gone. So there isn't really anything worth leaking. So the Israeli man went to uh, the Washington Wizards, yep. right? Yep, yep. A great pick, because now you'll have Bradley Beal, you'll have John Wall, you'll have Denny Avdija, you'll have Rui Hachimura, last year's first-round pick at Power Forward, and you got Thomas Bryant at center, and you got Davis Bertans at Small Forward, you've got Troy Brown for depth. You have a very good team, and you got guys off the bench like Jerome Robinson, and Moritz Wagner, who was drafted by the Lakers in 2018. So I think the Wizards have a very good core in play. So for them to get a player of Denny Abdija's caliber, I think they're going to be a playoff team next year because you've got the Wizards, the Warriors. I think the Wizards and the Warriors did enough in this draft to be playoff teams. And the rest of the teams, you have a few teams that weren't going to be playoff teams, but they got the right players. And then you had teams that, could, like the Bulls, that could have been playoff teams if they had gotten the right player, but they didn't. I'd say the big winners so far in terms of getting players who might be able to get their teams to the playoffs next year, I'd say the Warriors, the Hawks at 6, and the Wizards at 9. I'd say those are the three teams that have stood out the most in terms of short term. Um, 
Draft Diamonds, who's a lives in Buffalo, who's a Bills fan. He wanted um the Suns to get Denny Abdija, and the Wizards took Denny Abdija at number nine. I think this is a great pick. I think the Wizards, along with the Hawks and the Warriors, have are the three big winners of this draft in terms of getting a player that can help them round out their starting five, get provide depth, and help their team make improve enough just to make the playoffs. If he contributes, and I think those three teams, the Warriors, the Hawks, and the Wizards are the three that have stood out the most to me so far in this draft, Joey. I mean, yeah, the Wizards, the T-Wolves got Anthony Edwards, but they still need pieces around him, and I feel like the Cavs failed to get that missing piece. The Bulls definitely are the biggest loser in this draft. The Knicks got Obi Toppin, but I'm not confident enough to say the Knicks are a playoff team. Yeah, they've got R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin. They have some pieces to work with. But is it enough? I don't think it is. I would go far enough to say about Abdesia, if the Cavs would have gotten Denny, they would be a playoff team. I agree with you entirely on that statement. The Bull, if the Bulls or Cavs have gotten Denny Abdesia, I think well, whoever gotten him would have been a playoff team. But hey, hey guys, I'm gonna come back to you. I'm, I gotta eat my dinner. All right, eat your dinner. Um, uh, I'll be back to you guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. So the, the Phoenix Suns are up at ten. We don't have any news on. Who they might be taking? I'm gonna type in Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, because the, Tyrese Halliburton's the one player that um, Tyrese Halliburton top and goes to the Knicks. So yeah, Tyrese Halliburton should be the top player on the board, but we'll see what happens here because Tyrese Halliburton is still um, there at number ten. He's the best player on my board, but there's no guarantee that's the player they'll end up taking. Sadiq Bay could be an option. Um, Kira Lewis Jr. could end up being the pick. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Phoenix Suns. And believe me, I keep typing in the Phoenix Suns on Google because I can't. Oh wait, I can't access Twitter on my phone now that Oren disconnected the phone. I can. Uh, I can use Twitter on my phone to get um, updates instead of having to. Um, rely on Google so I'm gonna do that right now before Oren calls back in and see what Waj I don't think Waj is gonna be leaking any more picks um Yeah, I mean, we've got um, five picks correct so far in the top seven. And the last two picks were great value picks. Um, I'm not sure what the Suns are going to be doing at number 10. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is what we're hearing. We're also hearing there might be a trade. But a lot of fans are saying Halliburton. There's not like a legit source saying that the pick's Halliburton. So... And there's also rumors that the Phoenix Suns may be trading this pick, too. So, something to keep an eye on. 
Upside Hoops is reporting that Tyrese Halliburton will be the 10th pick. Abstinent Andy Piccarello is saying that Najee Marshall will be the 10th pick. Um, there's also a rumor that the Sixers are trying to move up to number 10. That would be huge if they managed to pull that off. That would be a huge trade because they don't pick until 21, so to move up to number 10, that would be huge if they can move up that far. Yeah, and all the top seven players w just got picked at number nine when Denny Avdijan, number eight player on my board, Tyrese Halliburton, is a top player on the board. And we basically said after those top seven picks, there was a drop-off in talent. Yeah, it's like, I know you gotta get somewhere. Once Orin comes back on the line, you can you're free to go if you want to. Cause I know it's nine oh four. I want to try to make sure we have at least two people on the call for the first round. And I know Orin said he'd uh, call back in at some point. So I'm trying to get through. This. Um, if it's nine thirty and Orin doesn't call back in, you can go to sleep. But they're saying Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith. Okay, so Jalen Smith, who I mocked to the 76ers at number 21, is going to be the 10th pick in this draft. Jalen Smith out of Maryland. That is, multiple sources have confirmed that that is indeed the number 10 pick in this draft. Jalen Smith out of Maryland. And I did like Jalen Smith. I had a top 20 grade on him. But here at number 10, I mean, I feel like this is a bit of a reach. Def, I'll, I'll pull up the Jalen Smith information. It's a, it's... It's not as big of a reach as Patrick Williams in the top five, but I did like... Bench player in the top five. Yeah, and Phoenix needed both. Phoenix had two needs. A point guard behind Chris Paul and a power forward. They went with a power forward. They went with Jalen Smith, and this is a guy who's 6'10", 225. He, is, um, he complimented Bruno Fernando, who I had a first-round grade on a year ago, and he only averaged 11.7 points per game as a freshman, but that was when they had um, Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando leaves. He takes a leadership role, 15.5 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game. So he's a guy who can consistently average double-doubles. And his father, Charles Smith, was a, a Navy veteran. He was a veteran in the Navy. Yeah, 
Well, Christian Hackenberg was a military kid. You're saying Josh Rosen was a military kid before uh, Kyler Murray was the pick? Yeah. Um, so that it's like right now, let's simmer down on the military school and military kid stuff because it doesn't seem to be working as well right now for athletes. You know, give it a couple years and we can take it back. I gave this a C grade because I think it's a reach, but it's not a reach that warrants an F grade, and I think that's fair considering I had him at twenty-one on my board. He goes ten to a team that needs a power forward. And you probably would have gave it a C minus when you take the fact that his dad was a military, is a Navy player into consideration when the recent trend in busts with the dads in the military. Because I was originally going to go C minus, C grade. I was originally going to give it just a C grade, but then you said B minus, so I averaged it up to a C plus. I don't think you can give anything higher than an A minus. I think if Tyrese Halliburton or Kira Lewis Jr. goes to the Spurs, I think you give that an A minus grade simply based off value, and then anything below those top ten picks at this point would be a B plus for me at the very best. Just because I feel like that's where we're at in this draft in terms of the talent level. Either a B plus or a B grade, depending on the value. But yeah. Yeah, everything else can be a horrible reach. Uh, so I, I think in this draft, with the overall lack of talent, you know, star talent, I should say, um, everything else is going to be pretty much even keeled straight across the board. Because the Spurs are up at 11, and this is definitely an interesting team because um, the Spurs, they were they, they love Patrick Williams, the guy that the Bulls were looking at at number four. And I think the, the Bulls did the Spurs a huge favor by taking him that early, and now I'm kind of curious to see if Halliburton falls there or Devin Vassell or uh, Kira Lewis Jr. Because I think you could argue any of those three guards 
would warrant an A-minus grade for the Spurs. The Spurs' biggest need is center, but there's not a center worth taking at 11. So I think they're going to get another guard for depth. And they got Lonnie Walker the fourth a few years ago. And they got they, they offered Jacob Podol an extension, their starting center. So if that's the case, by a qualifying offer, if that's the case, then we'll see. Because Warren, I, I don't, wait, I'll, I'll, why am I Googling the picks when the freaking Spurs, um, Spurs, they have, why, picks? Devin Vassell is going to be the pick, um, wow, Florida State shooting guard Devin Vassell will be the Spurs pick at 11. That's a great pick for the Spurs because Devin Vassell, I think after uh, Okongwu and um, Wiseman and Denny Abdija, this is probably the best defender in the NBA draft, and he's a shooting guard. So he fits that Popovich mold perfectly, and they got Lonnie Walker the fourth two years ago, and now you get another guy to push him. And this is a guy who... It's got the he can shoot from anywhere. He can defend really well. Offensive awareness, defense awareness, basketball IQ. You want. So I think this is a very good pick, in Devin Vassell for the Spurs at number eleven. This is gonna get an A minus grade for me because I just think the value is there. You could argue it's a B plus or a B grade. That's fair, because you could argue A minus, B plus, or B for this pick. Those would be the three grades I'd consider giving it at this point. And when you average it out, it does average out to a B plus grade. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings are up at number 12. They may have to have for this. Sacramento's pick is in. Um, what the heck did Sacramento do? They are selecting Tyrese Halliburton, the Iowa State um, point guard at number 12, who was the best player on our board as a backup to De'Aaron Fox, which I think is a A-minus value pick, but it's a backup too. So it's like Vassal, I'd argue Vassal's A-minus because of the fit, but I'd argue that 
Halliburton's a B-plus grade only because he's being drafted as a backup to De'Aaron Fox. Because his ISO defense, Halliburton's ISO defense, is terrible. And there were some mocks that actually had Killian Hayes dropping to Sacramento. But in this case, Halliburton drops to Sacramento. And the best player on our board... That's something you and I were talking about, though. That, about that ISO defense. You can also play ISO defense. And this is a good place for him to go because he's going to be a bench player to De'Aaron Fox, their 2017 first-round pick who has thrived but missed some games with injuries last year. So this is a good pick for him. I think this is the, probably the best team Halliburton could have ended up on. Yeah, I gave the Spurs grade Devin Vassell an A minus. Joey gave that a B plus. I'm giving this pick a B plus grade only because of the fit. Because Halliburton, I think this is the best fit for him. But at the same time, it's like he's basically going to be a bench player in Sacramento. Yeah, so this is a good pick for Sacramento. And everybody in the top nine officially off my board. So this is where the draft starts to get interesting. This is where we're probably going to see those trades because everyone who was in the top 12, everyone who had some value outside of Patrick Williams to the Bulls, was it, that was really the only... Um, Ooh, sources telling me that the Pelicans are trading 13 to the Lakers who are selecting Najee Marshall with the 13th pick in the draft. And I'm not sure who Najee Marshall is. He wasn't even in my top 60 for my NBA mock draft, so I'm going to look up Najee Marshall right now. Okay, Najee Marshall's on Xavier. I did have a player on Xavier in my NBA draft game, but I don't think it was Najee Marshall. I think it was somebody else. Um... I'll look that up really quickly. 
to see who I had from Xavier in my NBA draft game because Najee Marshall, I don't think that's the I don't think Najee Marshall's even on my top sixty. So if the Lakers just took someone who wasn't even in our top sixty with a lottery pick, that warrants an F grade. I mean, that's about as bad as the Bulls taking Patrick Williams in the top five. To take someone who isn't even in our lottery in the top sixty, that's with a lottery pick. That's about as bad as taking someone it's nineteen at four. But I had Tyreek Jones, 46, on my board. Najee Marshall is a 6'7", um, 220-pound small forward on Xavier. And he's a three-year starter, second-team All-Big East. He had a combine invite. so And he was a... Um, Big East Conference finalist uh, as a junior went to a military academy. Um, he had a thousand twenty-seven, one twenty hundred. So he led Xavier in scoring assists and steals and was second in rebounding. That's actually pretty good. Um, he led the team. He had sixteen point eight points per game. He had led six point three rebounds per game, four assists per game, one point three steals per game. 27 double-figure scoring games, including eight straight, eight of the last 19 games of the season. That's pretty good. To have ten, that's pretty consistent. His play, Najee Marshall's play, is pretty consistent. Maybe I was a little bit too quick to judge, but if he led his team in points, assists, and rebounds and was second in, like, steals or something, that's pretty good. So to get that player... After doing more research, the Lakers getting that player, Najee Marshall. I don't know if that's true or not. Are drafting Sheck West, Sadiq Bey, um, Kira Lewis Jr. So we're seeing two for Kira Lewis Jr., who is the number one player on my big board. So Kira Lewis Jr. is the pick, apparently, according to two sources. Nothing's been leaked. This is why I don't want to announce the pick, because at first there was a rumor that they were trading the pick to the Lakers, and now they're not trading the pick. Okay, Kira Lewis Jr. is the pick, number 10 player on my big board. That is the pick. So everyone in the top 10 on my big board is gone. This is probably the last A-minus grade I'm going to hand out for the entire draft, because I think the drop-off between Kira Lewis Jr. and the next best player on the board is pretty significant. Yep. So everyone in my top 10 is off the board. That should be interesting.
And it's an interesting pick, Kira Lewis Jr., because the Pelicans traded Drew Holiday to Milwaukee for Eric Bledsoe. So now you have Eric Bledsoe, you have Lonzo Ball, and you have Kira Lewis Jr., who is my best player on the board in this draft. And the last A-minus grade for this entire draft. So even if you get the best player on the board, you're getting a B-plus grade at the very best. And I know that sounds like a shitty thing for me to do, but it's like, Kira Lewis Jr. is a great pick for the Pelicans here. Best player on the board and definitely a good value pick. And I am going to look up what the Celtics are doing. If you don't want me to leak the pick, I won't. Boston is targeting Aaron Nesmith at 14, according to Waj. Um, Aaron Nesmith's the player I mocked the Pelicans at 13. So that's a good pick, Aaron Nesmith. Um, he's the top small forward on my board. Um, that's a good pick for... Um, he's actually coached by Jerry Stackhouse. You know, Jerry Stackhouse is the head coach at Vanderbilt. So Stackhouse coached Aaron Nesmith, the guy that the Celtics are targeting at 14, or... How do you feel about that? Jerry Stackhouse coaching the Celtics 14th pick. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse is the head coach at Vanderbilt. Well, it's now official that they have drafted him, but it's not official on the TV, but it's official on Twitter. So... If you if you want to wait until it's official on TV to uh, comment on the pick, you can. But I think this is a pick that could be a B plus or a B grade. I'm probably gonna give it a B grade and be a little bit more fair with my um, evaluations. And we have not seen a single trade in the top 14, which is kind of amazing when you consider that nobody is traded up during this draft. There were a lot of people that said we'd see a team trade up. The Orlando Magic pick at 15th 
And you have to think a trade's coming at 15, maybe. With Orlando on the clock, and none of those players still being there. Yeah, I don't need to mention everyone in the Celtics starting five because I know all the guys. I know that this is a great value pick because he hit 82.5% of his free throws as a true freshman and was a leader on this team once Darius Garland got suffered that season-ending injury. And Garland went to the Cavs last year. So And then Stackhouse comes in as the head coach this year and coaches up Nesmith in his first season. So he's never... There's no guarantee he can play a full NBA season because his right foot injury caused him to miss the season last year, and we don't know if he's going to recover from that injury. But, you know, Nesmith, if you can develop him, this could be a good pick for the Celtics. I gave it a B grade because I think it is a solid pick at this point in terms of value. And I think a B grade, B plus or a B grade is really the best you can get here at this point with what's left on the board. And the Magic's pick's already in. They're targeting Cole Anthony at 15. But I'm going to let Joey Silk in the moment here because Cole Anthony, the Magic, that's a great pick. I'm, it's a slight reach, but it's a great value pick for the Orlando Magic. I had him going to the Miami Heat at 20. So I'm probably going to give this Cole Anthony grade a B-minus grade because the Magic have Markel Fultz, and Cole Anthony's mainly being drafted as a backup but I think he's someone who could push, who could take over this point guard job if uh, Markel Fultz gets injured or his play declines. But Markel Fultz did well last year considering um, what they had to work with at that spot. So Yeah, and once I get this grade up, I'm going to probably tweet the... Um, NBA draft grades for picks 1 through 15 because I'll have the draft grades up and I can tweet the entire top 15 and then transition to pick 16 through 30. So I think a B- minus grade for Cole Anthony, the North Carolina player that I mocked at 20 to the Orlando Magic at 15. That's a fair grade for him because Cole Anthony... There were people, one of my friends liked Cole Anthony more than um, Kobe White, the guy they took last year. But at the same time, it's like Kobe White did so much with the Bulls as a starter, and you're not going to get to see Anthony do that since he's going to a team where he'll be a backup to Markel Fultz.
Yeah. Last time you stayed for the top 10, this time you stayed for the top 15, so thank you very much for sticking around for the top half of this draft. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, on second thought, I'll change this from a B minus to a B grade. I feel like the B minus is a little bit too harsh because you could argue this is a B plus value grade. So I'm going to go with a B grade because I don't think there's any. Because Cole Anthony's a good pick at 15 for Orlando. He really, this is a good value pick. I've been a little. I'm not really, I should be a little bit surprised by this pick, but I'm not really that surprised by the pick. So I'm going to quickly load the top 15 picks. I'm going to tweet the top 15 picks and So I'm gonna load the um, I'm gonna load the um, NBA draft results one .html page, which is gonna have the grades for picks 16 through 30. No trades yet in the top 15 of the draft. So I'm gonna end on anchor since we're at intermission on anchor. I'm gonna end the anchor recording and. On Anchor, we'll go to a commercial, and then you'll get 16 through 30. Welcome back. Um, but, yeah, Isaiah Stewart is the pick for the um, Pistons, apparently, at number 16, the power forward. That's who they're going to take at number 16. calls back in while I will follow the picks live as they're being made but right now um, I'm probably going to go with um,
Yeah, and this is Isaiah Stewart, this pick at number 16. It's definitely a bit of a reach. I'm probably going to give this a C-minus grade because this is a guy I mocked at 27. And I think taking him at 16 when he's not even the best player on the Washington Huskies, that is a reach at this point. And you could even argue D-plus grade. I'll go D-plus because I was going to go C anywhere between C-minus and D. A D-plus is fair to start it off the back half of this first round. So yeah, Yes, yeah, so Isaiah Stewart. And Troy Weaver worked with Stewart's college coach, Mike Hopkins, before coming to the NBA. So Minnesota is acquiring Oklahoma City's Ricky Rubio, the 25th and 28th picks for a package that includes the 17th pick. So Oklahoma City now on the clock at 17. Minnesota is going to own picks 25 and 28. But they get Ricky Rubio. So they get Ricky Rubio as a bench player to... Um, this is a good deal because Minnesota now has D'Angelo Russell. They have Ricky Rubio as a backup to D'Angelo Russell. And now you have Malik Anthony Edwards as your shooting guard. And you have Malik Beasley as your backup shooting guard. So Minnesota's now got starters and backups at both guard spots, and they can use picks 25 and 28 on forwards. So that's really a great deal for um, both teams involved. Because there were reports that the Oklahoma City Thunder were trying to move up to um, number 18 to get Aaron Nesmith in a trade with the Dallas Mavericks. I don't think that's happening now. And Oklahoma City Thunder now have picks 17 from the Minnesota Timberwolves. But Minnesota now owns picks 25 and 28. Ricky Rubio was a member of the Phoenix Suns last week, and then he um, 
gets traded to Oklahoma City in the Chris Paul trade, and now Minnesota trades their number 17 pick for um, to Oklahoma City to get that player. And I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but Oklahoma City is going to be on the clock at number 17. This is definitely going to be an interesting scenario here as we're reporting this live on TalkShoe. And believe me, this is not the longest draft special I've done. I've covered a... Uh, I did an NFL... RD3 NFL draft coverage was 7 hours. RD2 NHL draft coverage was 8 hours and 30 minutes. And Oklahoma City is taking an international player that we have a second round grade on at number 17. Now to be fair, this is a guy I did mock to the Brooklyn Nets at 19 in my August mock. Yeah, and there's rumors they're trying to trade Danilo Gallinari. So Gallinari's obviously not in the team's long-term future plans. So I am going to load the um, second-round grades here for um, Oklahoma City because they're going to take a player that has a round-two grade on our board um, here, at, um, here at pick 17. And he didn't even average double-digit points per game overseas, which is why I, I think this team, Oklahoma City, warrants a, a, a D grade here. They gave up 25 and 28 for a guy who was a second-rounder on our board. That's really the thing that stands out, and it doesn't stand out in a good way. So he's going to be a member of the Thunder. 
He's going to get a Timberwolves hat on draft day, but the Thunder did acquire his rights. So the Clippers are trading Landry Shamet to the Brooklyn Nets for number 19. So the Clippers are going to own pick 19 in this draft. So that's an interesting trade. So while the Mavericks are making their pick, you can update that. Clippers have picked 19. And the Mavericks will wait on their pick at number 18. I'm kind of curious to see what the Mavericks are going to do here. Josh Green. I think I mocked him the Mavericks. I'm just <coughs> I'm double checking here. Hold on. Ah, I mocked Emmanuel quickly. Damn it. I mocked Josh Green to Denver, but this is still a good pick for Dallas. It, it's, a, it's a solid pick for Dallas. I'll probably give it a B-minus grade. Because I think the value that you want... There's better value picks you can make. But I understand the reasoning for Dallas taking Josh Green at number 18.
So Dallas, they get Josh Green. The pick, the grade for that write-up is done. So Luke Kennard is now So Luke Kennard is now a clipper and the Pistons now acquire number 19. So the Pistons had number 1 they had number 7, number 6. So this would be the third pick in the top 19 for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how this draft has turned out.
and Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey, who I mocked to Portland at 16 before the trade, goes to the Detroit Pistons at number 19 with this pick. So this is a nice pick. It's a good value pick. Um, it's a nice value pick here. We're still here, folks. I just Ian Book's gonna be in the Senior Bowl. He's the fifth QB to get a Senior Bowl invite, and Mac Jones could be one of the QBs that ends up getting an invite to Mobile. This is a better pick. It is kind of a... I'll give it a B grade. And this is the sixth pick I've correctly predicted. I did have Sadiq Bay to Detroit at 16 in my mock after they traded for 16, so... I'm counting it because... So yeah, the Heat are about to make their pick at 20. Um, 
So, yeah, there's going to be eight quarterbacks in Mobile. And I tweeted that it's way more interesting than this draft at this point. And you can't really argue. I mean, who else besides where we, Tyrell Terry? Nobody in the top ten on our board is available. Aaron Nesmith is gone. Um... Perseus Achiua to the Miami Heat. That's another good value pick for the Heat at 20. And I'm still here, folks. Um, but yeah, Perseus Achiua, that's a very good value pick for the Miami Heat at number 20. This is probably going to get a B-plus grade because I just think the value he provides for a team like the Miami Heat, I mocked him to the Celtics. So obviously I think this is a great pick. Right, so to recap the first round, um, back half of the first round, Tyrese Maxey, Kentucky, Rockets took, um, Nuggets took Zeke Naji, Knicks took Leandro Boldmaro, RJ Hampton, the Pelicans, Timberwolves took Emmanuel quickly, Boston took Peyton Pritchard, Udoka Azubuke went to the Jazz, Jaden McDaniels went to the Timberwolves, Malachi Flynn to the Raptors, and the Memphis Grizzlies get Desmond Bain with their final pick. So that will do it for round one coverage on Anchor. We're still going to be live on TalkShoe, and we'll resume on Anchor as soon as I get my final grade up for round one. We'll be back after these messages. Okay, so Anchor just cut me off. You're going to have to go to talk shoe for our second round coverage because I do not like being cut off. I start a second round podcast. You don't fucking cut me off. We had 10 picks correct in this mock draft. 
through 54 picks so far. This is the fourth year in a row where we've had at least 10 picks correct. It's amazing. That is an amazing streak when you consider there's only 60 players that get drafted. So to correctly predict the teams for 10 of those players is amazing. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to go to talk shoot in order to view the full NBA draft for the second round. And yeah, I am in a, I am going there because I just spent 30 minutes recording my thoughts on some of these picks. And... The grades, I'm just kind of pissed about that. So, I, I'll, I'll come back. I'll, I'll, I'll stay up a little bit later, and I'll come back to Anchor with a post-draft show with uh, some grades for uh, picks 37 through 60. So you can tune into that on Anchor. But we're gonna go. We're gonna end the show on Talk Shoe as soon as the draft reaches pick 60, and. For more information on uh, the draft and some of the grades we have for picks 37 through 60 on Anchor, you can check that out after these messages. Welcome to the 2020 NBA Draft finale. I just finished typing up my final draft grades. I'm Chris Ransom, and that in the background is NBA TV. Um, I was going to mute NBA TV, but I got the grades up. Nothing really significant happened after the top 15. I handed out two A-minus grades in the second round to Atlanta taking Skylar Mays and to Dallas taking... Um, Dallas took Tyrell Terry out of Stanford, who I had going 11th overall at 31. Those picks were the picks that really stood out for me, that really... Those picks were the picks that stood out. I mean, you've got to look at this NBA draft. It was not a strong NBA draft, but some teams definitely came away with good pieces. I know Clay Thompson tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year, which sucks. And I know this is the end of the show, so if you made it this long, thank you. But looking at the Western Conference, I think the Warriors did enough in this draft, and they have a guy who can score double digits who scored double-digit points per game. He's not a playmaker like Clay Thompson, but he's a, he's a guy who actually scored 12.7 points per game in Damian Lee. He scored, Damian Lee scored 12.7 points per game. And I know Lee didn't get the Warriors to the playoffs last year, but to be fair, the Warriors had an injured Draymond Green. They had an injured Curry. They had an injured Clay Thompson. And now you have Clay Thompson tearing the other leg in his ACL. It was the left knee last year. This year it's the right leg and it's unfortunate. So I think Golden State, if everyone else stays healthy, yeah, there's an outside shot. They could be a four seed, but they're not going to get past the second round. They're not going to get past a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets. And those three teams are still the top three teams in the Western Conference. And then I'd argue the Warriors at four, the Kings at five, and the uh, Phoenix Suns at six. Because a lot of the teams that were in the top eight in the Western Conference last year really discarded their player pool. They really discarded their players. Houston discarded two of their starters. So now it's just Westbrook and Harden and nobody else in that lineup. And Harden wants out. He wants to go to Brooklyn. 
the Mavericks don't have anyone to build around Luka Doncic. The only player that complimented him during that playoff run last year was Seth Curry. They have Porzingis, but Porzingis was injured against the Clippers. So if Porzingis isn't healthy, the Mavericks won't do anything this year in the playoffs unless Luka Doncic carries that team. And you need more than one really good player to win an NBA Finals. One player cannot carry a team to a championship. I don't believe that. So, yeah, I mean, there's, like, a few good teams that might be exciting, that might be fun to watch, but they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. And then you look at the Eastern Conference, you look at, you've got Mil Miami and Milwaukee headline the class in the Eastern Conference and then I'd say Toronto's the third best team, but then after that you've got Orlando at four, you've got Atlanta at five, and I'd say Washington at six. That would be my top six at this point, just based off of what I've seen through the NBA draft, through the talent pool. And then I'd say the Celtics are seven and the Sixers are eight because the Sixers don't really have a power forward in their starting lineup. The Boston Celtics don't have a center in their starting lineup. If those teams did... I'd have Boston and Philadelphia atop the Eastern Conference. I think that's the only reason I have those teams ranked so low. But again, the Eastern Conference, it's a toss-up between those six teams. Whereas the Western Conference, you know it's going to go to the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Nuggets. And it's probably going to go to the Lakers. If we're being honest, the Lakers are probably going to win the Western Conference again. I think the Eastern Conference, on the other hand, is much tougher. It's much more competitive. And I think if the Brooklyn Nets had gotten a power forward in this draft, then I'd probably be in a position where, you know, I'd be like, you know, Brooklyn's in this conversation too. They are, because they got Landry Shamet. They have, um, who was good with the Clippers last year. You have Kyrie Irving, you have Kevin Durant, but you don't have a power forward. And you have Jared Allen, who's a good center, but you need someone else to complement Jared Allen at power forward. And they don't have that. And they have, to, they have to get that through free agency. And again, these predictions that I'm making are preliminary. They are subject to change via free agency. And the NBA free agency period starts tomorrow. And for more on the NBA draft, Orrin Sheary and I will have a recording recapping some of the NBA draft, recapping some of the picks, and talking about NFL Week 11, maybe later this afternoon around 4. So... I haven't even typed the picks up, the predictions up for week 11 in the NFL. I've got to do that right now. So thank you guys so much for listening to this Draft Utopia NBA Draft special on Anchor. My name is Chris Ransom. We'll see you next year in 2021 to break down the NBA Draft on Anchor. And we'll, we might see you back later today break to break down some of the week 11 games in the NFL. So long.